So the consumer looks at their mobile phone 150 times a day, which sounds crazy. I'm probably 300 times a day. Conference Record has joined the conference. Hello? Hey, hey. Hello. Hey, let's rock and roll. You're listening to PayPal Currency, brought to you by PayPal. I'm Terrence Mickey. I'm Mary Domowitz. We interviewed some of the key players at PayPal to understand why becoming a customer champion and other cultural changes are necessary for success. Each podcast is just 15 minutes, most likely a fraction of your commute. Episode four, The Gray Zone. Why do consumers look at their phones 100 times a day? And more importantly, why is Rachel Page, Senior Manager of Business Development, on her phone 300 times a day? We all have things to do, and the mobile phone is the place where we do a lot of it. And they're leveraging that device as a tool to help them complete the things that they have to do so they have more time to do the things that they love. So the expectation for PayPal is high, right? We have to deliver an experience that needs to be simple, convenient, and meaningful to their everyday. And so that has pushed us to become more than a button on a page. We've now become this agnostic open payments platform that really is still core to our roots, striving commerce. Agnostic open payments platform. It's a term we heard often from employees. In this episode, we explore why that is so important and how exactly it helps PayPal drive commerce for strategic partners. So, you know, when we say North American distribution, a better way to explain it is that my job is to help companies of all sizes use PayPal products and services to get online, to connect with customers, and to grow their business. But we do that, in a lot of cases, by working with companies uh, directly and by working with the technology platforms that serve those companies. In our last episode, we explored the two customers of PayPal, merchants and consumers. Steve Fusco, Vice President of North America's Distribution, proposes that there are actually three. So a big part of our strategy is let's accept that those platforms are our customers too. So our customers are not just the consumers and our customers are not just the merchants, but our customers are the developers and the platforms that they build. You heard that right. We told you two customers in the last episode and now there is a third customer. But it's really the best way PayPal can serve the merchants by integrating into the platforms they have and improving upon them, eliminating as much friction as possible. By focusing on the platform, PayPal can be a strategic partner to a lot of different merchants in a lot of different ways. So what we do then is we create products that an e-commerce platform can use to not just offer search engine optimization to those small businesses who want to get up and running, but they can offer payments experiences rendered beautifully on any device, mobile device, tablet, or desktop. And uh, what that has done for us is it's given us uh, huge access to uh, millions of small businesses all over the world. Look, we want to be where our customers are. We, we view, you know, we're, we're going to adapt to, to the, the changing landscapes, whether it's you know, for a merchant, for a consumer, for a partner, for a developer, for a systems integrator, for a financial institution, for a solutions provider, for an online retailer, for an offline retailer. At the end of the day, we are all customers. And focusing on the platform helps PayPal to be more strategic in how they support developers, consumers, and merchants. 
we just want to be the preferred method to pay and to be paid and uh, to develop into a, a, a full-service partner uh, for those companies, whatever their shape or size. To be a full-service partner, part of PayPal's strategy is to help brands build an omni-channel story, which is another reason the platform is key. And we have built unprecedented relationships with some of the largest retail brands in the world. And so our retail partners are looking to us to help them build this omni-channel story, right? Make it simple and seamless for the consumer while also helping them to drive commerce. And the omni-channel story is from online to mobile to in-store because one consumer will interact in all three channels at any given time and you have to be able to speak to them with one voice. So from a, from a retailer perspective, why use critical IT talent for just a button on a page when you can leverage those efforts to drive incremental lift in sales by delivering a full omni-channel experience, one that not only delivers a simplified consumer experience with OneTouch, a full-stack payment processing leveraging Braintree, and then an in-store mobile payments experience leveraging Paydient. Braintree, PayPal's payment processor, Hadient, PayPal's white label mobile wallet, and OneTouch. All have transformed PayPal's digital wallet. Merchants do not have to reinvent the payment wheel, which frees them up to use their resources in other areas. We have continued to leverage the strength of our relationships with these large retailers to um, help sort of push thought leadership in the industry in terms of what does it mean to bring a digital wallet into this sort of new channel? Pushing thought leadership is not easy, especially with companies that have been around for ages who are used to doing things the way they've always done them. The challenge is, is that, especially with some of the retailers that are sort of old retailers that have been around for 50 years, they're used to marketing to their consumers a certain way. And with the rise of sort of digital marketing, mobile payments, um, all of that has sort of changed how we communicate and how we engage with our consumer. And so we have to be able to prove sort of how do we differentiate ourselves from these really big brands that are spent, you know, that have way bigger marketing budgets than we have. But we actually deliver significantly more value to that experience, to our customers, and to the retailer and to their customers, which really, the customers are the same. And so our ability to really show them how can we actually drive the value and engagement into their experience, that is what helps us sort of win over some really big, strong brands in the market. PayPal will differentiate itself by focusing on ways to make payment as easy as possible for the consumer when they deal with a merchant. PayPal's mobile commerce platform, Modest, is one of these ways. Bringing expertise in contextual commerce and helping merchants create better experiences for their customers. With a recent acquisition of Modest, uh, we have now buyable pins. So consider your, the typical buying experience of our consumers. What happens is you have to pick out items, you have to put those items in a cart of some sort, whether it's on your phone or on your desktop or laptop, and then you go return to that cart when you're done shopping, go through the cart process of identifying your mailing address and where you want to ship to and billing address, things like that. And, and, and then at the end, you, you click, yes, I want to buy that, you pick your payment method, and, and, you, and you move on. So there are many steps in that. And in many cases, the, it can be actually over 100 steps when you, when you consider keystrokes from 
want that item to have that item. That's Robert Clarkson, the vice president of Large Enterprises. He graciously provided the keystroke sound effects for us. Modest eliminates the hoops we have to go through from wanting to having an item. Modest and Robert share a mission to destroy friction. We can actually make the individual item itself its own checkout cart. Here's how the pleasure of buying a hammer can be diminished by a terrible checkout experience. Bring it into the physical world. You would walk into that store, you would find the hammer you'd want, and then you'd, you'd walk out of the store and pay, the, pay through the checkout line just with that one hammer. That's not the way it typically works online. What typically works online is you go in to buy the hammer. You have to walk by countless other other items. You, we suggest other items. There's there's other descriptions that come into play. So all of a sudden, the kind of the the, the enthusiasm or the sense of urgency that you had for this hammer starts to be dwindled a little as you mm-hmm. as as more influencers uh, join in this kind of decision process. But modest changes all of this. What we've done with Bible pins is. We, you see that hammer, you click on that hammer, instantaneously it says, do you want to buy this hammer? When you say yes, the hammer is either, you can either pick it up at the store, it gets shipped to you immediately, or, or obviously you can designate some kind of uh, some pickup method or, or delivery method, but it's, it's an entirely different experience. Every merchant that I talk to is looking at some kind of, or some form of buyable pin to help transform their business from a, in addition to the traditional cart method, to a a transaction-specific payment method, and that's a viable pin. Obviously, friction is an unwanted nuisance, but sometimes it's hard to distinguish friction from connection. There's a very fine line between friction and connection, right? And connection is a positive connotation of of the relationship between the buyer and the seller or the um, consumer and the merchant. Friction normally connotes some kind of irritation or 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 slowdown but i you know there is a there is a a gray zone between friction and connection that we have to kind of help a, a merchant identify and address given their particular engagement model with their consumers the type of transactions that they're doing and the way that they communicate with those consumers and how frequently it happens. And and that's where the team that I get to work with on the sales side, on the integration side, on the marketing side, on the ongoing support side, always looks at that kind of gray zone between friction and connection. And we want to maximize connection, minimize friction, but not at the detriment of either one. To me, the gray zone is what's friction to you may be connection to me. Exactly consumer, it will change. I, I think you're exactly right. I, I met with a client two weeks ago, and they were struggling with this, this same kind of concept of how, how do we optimize the experience, knowing that we may introduce some friction in some areas, but amplify connection in some other areas. And so we essentially run tests on their website, their interaction model between the merchant and the consumer, and we, we, we run tests over a, a period of weeks, and various consumers get various experiences, and it gives us the ability to say, I think we're actually honing in on the items or the experiences that a consumer sees as true friction, and therefore something to be minimized or avoided, and 
connection where the consumer actually likes the additional engagement, likes the additional information, likes to know that there are there are options beyond their original their original request. And I think you know, that's kind of our responsibility. Our merchants have a, a tremendous understanding of the way that they want to engage with their consumers on the products that they they provide those consumers. We have a, a, a tremendous perspective on what that engagement model could look like based on the the needs of that merchant or the desires of that consumer. It's the ability to create an interaction model that, that perfectly reflects what the consumer knows they want and what the consumer needs to have in order to make it a, a successful transaction. You know, I would say the thing about PayPal is we're a relationship company. We have this deep belief in building relationships. So we deliver great products through strong relationships amongst each other, so internally within the company, but then also with our customers, so both on the consumer side and on the merchant side. What's good for merchants is good for consumers, and vice versa. Understanding both sides is a strength of PayPal. Rachel recalls a recent partnership with a national brand. And, and for them, it wasn't, again, the technology was really important. At the end of the day, we have, you know, 170 million users worldwide that we can deliver and drive to their experience. But beyond that, I think they were really looking for what's, what, what more can PayPal offer us? And that's sort of where it comes back to relationship. They wanted to make sure that they were being with a company that they could evolve with, that they collaborate with, that they can grow with, that yes, the technology is important, but the people were equally important to them. And that's ultimate, and that is ultimately what they said. They said, let's go with people we like, let's go with PayPal. PayPal Currency was produced and edited by Mary Domowitz and Terrence Mickey of Thought Warrior with music by First Com Music. This podcast series was paid for by PayPal in partnership with Gary Marino. Special thanks to MSL Group. And thank you, Intercall, for the conference record. To listen to other PayPal podcasts, go to soundcloud.com slash PayPal currency. PayPal is the secure, easy way to pay and get paid. Visit paypal.com to learn more about PayPal accounts.